Jason. Hey, how's it going? Good, yourself? Not bad, not bad. So? I always feel like doing the, uh, the Howard Stern, uh, get it on. No, I get it on. He does the, uh, hey now, hey now. No? Hey now? I'm not familiar. No? No, not Come at on. all. I'm not, I'm really not a Stern guy. So you're not I, a, you know. I'm from the new school. New school. No. Or, you know, guys who, yeah, that's a super good pause. Start crackling paper while you're, you're sorry, doing stuff. <laughs> super smart. <laughs> <laughs> Professional. Uh, this is why this is like take two. The first one was it was a really bad one. So yeah, no, uh, no, no. It's always uh, Stern. It's always hey now. That's the big uh, intro all the time. And then uh, he says hey now. Yeah, hey now. Hey now. And you probably heard hey now for a lot of different uh, radio guys or different stuff. It's all called to uh, to Stern. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he's the guy who started that. Yeah. Oh cool. I don't know if he started, but he made it. Uh, radio history. Yes. Oh, nice. Anyways, but yeah, no, second time up. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be our first released, but second time, second attempt. Yeah. I think our first one could have been good, but I think... Uh, the second one could make, be better? Let's make some No better. one will ever have heard that first one. Oh, no, if we got super famous, yeah. that first one would be oh, what we release. <laughs> yeah. That'll be the special, hey, this was the first time they were on. And everybody could just laugh. So, yeah, yeah you were saying something just before we started about... Uh, you want to mention something about good old Pokemon Go? <laughs> I wanted to Jeez. mention something about Pokemon Go. No, I just, I just don't necessarily understand the appeal of it. I, I probably don't understand the game, but uh, there's some that, like, some of it. See, it seems like you have to invest a lot of time into it. Uh, yeah, I would say I have. I, I won't lie. I have. I did download it and, and checked it out. Okay. Uh, as a kid, just like you, I know you played it. When you I did. Were, I when did. you were a twelve-year-old kid, I'd be kid. all over that shit if I was a twelve-year-old yeah. kid. Oh, <laughs> never mind. I was going to go start with that. Um, anyways, but yeah, no, uh, it's it's not as really it's not as bad as people saying it is, and I think because it's just the most popular thing, and everybody's on that. Mm-hmm. People talk more shit about it because. Everyone has it, and it's just it's that common. But, like, you know, people were using all playing Candy Crush or those Clash of, clash of Wars. Or and it's, it's the same people who yeah, are just playing games on their they'd phone. They'd be playing all that stuff anyway, so okay. they're just playing this instead. And this is just a more popular brand that obviously takes off. Yeah, and I think anything that gets popular, people are going to shit on. Like, some people are going to shit on it. Like, yeah. People shit on Facebook. Yeah. And how many times, like, you know, do people crash, like, crash their cars being on their cell phone? How many times were they actually playing some stupid game or checking Facebook out? They would have been crashing, crashing at the shit anyways <laughs> in the car. It if it's matter. not Pokemon, it's something else. Those are unskilled drivers, sir. So the game really, it's, it's really, essentially it's a Google map game. You're just walking around you see yourself walking on the street. It was actually a super uh, uh, detailed map, which I'm pretty surprised about. Like, is it an animated map, or is it? I'm gonna I'm gonna Google pictures of it because like it's it's kind of just like a it's somewhat of an animated map, but it's just it's you walking on your Google map. Just you don't see the buildings, kind of. Okay. So if you just see a picture that you will see, uh, just sure. a little dude. Put it little, up on on your our big screen here. Oh, yeah, the big up 42-inch. That's right. So that's what it Yeah, so that's what you're like. walking. So it's all a map, and you're just walking around, and then these little things pop up on the map. Okay. You click them, and then if you look at like the set, the picture next to it. What's that, this here? No, uh, up up on the top of the screen. Okay, there. this guy right there. Click that. That then pops up, and he's in whatever room or environment you're in. This guy's showing. Okay, so, so he's, it's he's, not like it's it, this. these things are appearing like... On the street or like in your house. Oh, like the, well, they room. are because like this. This is just that's just a demo uh, picture. So what it would be okay. is it used your camera. It'd be looking through your camera, and you would see like your your china cabinet or something in the background with this guy standing in front of it. This is just saying as if this guy was outside in the grass. That's what he would just pop up in in the field. Okay, so you if you wanted to, you could enable your camera. Or oh, your it, only, it uses your camera. It's it's augmented reality. It only uses your camera. So this would be, this is just like a fake photo. Oh, okay, so gotcha. So you can gotcha. probably go through and see something else where you see so, someone actually outside or whatnot. Okay. Oh, yeah, because I feel like I've seen people post like screenshots on like Facebook. Yeah, people, whatever. there's like something in their kitchen on their kitchen table. That's what That's what uses. it looks like? Yeah, so it just some, goes to your like, camera. Like, like that? Yeah, thing? so that guy would just be you know, like walking down like a pathway or a boulevard or whatnot and that thing would just Pop, he would click it on the map first, and that would just show up in front of his camera. And then you have to throw your little ball at you it. Throw a ball at it. 
Okay. And is it is it like fairly quick? You don't have to sit there and like fuck around too. Uh, you know, like times where it's it, it I guess with the there's difficulties at one point as the stuff gets harder and better, there's more of a difficulty of I guess capturing it. Yeah, it like it just seems like whoever's playing this aren't it, like, like it's not all little kids who just got mm-hmm. all the time in the world during the summer, right? Like there's grown adults doing this stuff and uh, I don't know. I, I I'm an adult and I don't really I feel like I don't have time to play this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wouldn't have time to like sit there like Well, the only reason why I even had time to even check it out is cuz I walk my dog an hour and a half every day. I'm like, "You know what? I'll see what this is." Okay. And I tried it and whatever, it's done like It's not that that crazy. No. no. I got better things to do. But you can fork out money to make this like well that's how, they make, that's how they make money is that you need extra items if you want to catch more you need you know so many balls to catch them and you know if you use them up too fast you got to go buy some and then you can also get stuff to attract more of them towards you okay because so i saw somebody money. on my on my instagram today he said uh that like i don't know he posted a shot and it was all eggs yep is that yep that's the same game right? well yeah so that one is so you can either catch them or you can like hatch them so and the hatching works at it it checks out how many steps you take and it if the more the more steps you take or these these hatch these these oh. eggs need 5 kilometers of walking to be hatched so it's making people actually have to move and it actually will realize if you're going too fast if you're in your car it won't it won't track that distance well kind of like um, all they do with your phone like if you're going for a run yeah. your fitness tracker says that yep. you're doing steps or whatever but yep. if you're in a car it's, it doesn't, doesn't track, track it. it so yeah that's huh. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, no, and it's kind of crazy that like like where it's going the way that that whole term augmented reality. That's kind of, but it's uh the thing that's kind of neat I find about it is that it and there's been there's examples of it people actually making using it to make money. Businesses using this idea because some businesses will end up being near a these things called polka spots or gyms. Essentially, these are everyone will see that, and you can have there's these items called like lures where you can attract more Pokemon to that area, and uh, anyone who yes. comes by can can use it. And some businesses have figured out, hey, I'm going to keep we're going to p- spend a dollar fifty every half hour, mm-hmm. have all the stuff here, and if it's like you know a little c- coffee shop or whatever, kids and teenagers are going to be coming nonstop because yeah, yeah, they know just, they're going to have stuff. They'll yeah, be able to like catch a corner store or something yeah. out there. Great idea, actually. It's actually kind of a smart idea. I, I heard them talking about this on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. He was uh, they kind of were saying that uh, certain businesses has start, had started doing that as, and it's like I guess some unofficial. It's not really an official kind of promotion thing, but I could just imagine it even being part of a campaign. Right, you go online, you say like, oh, you know, come down here and uh, uh, drop this much money, and mm-hmm. you know, we'll drop this many lures. Well, even like it's. A lure lasts is supposed to be half an hour. Okay. So it costs you, let's say, a buck, a buck fifty. A company can what? Put ten of them down. Takes five hours. They spent all of fifteen fi- bucks. Fifteen bucks. One person buys one coffee, two coffees, three coffees. Like you're within five hours, you can easily make that money back, and then some. And it's just hey. It's- well, especially with the amount, like. If you're not capitalizing on the popularity of it right now, like if it falls off and there's nobody playing it anymore, then I mean, yeah. in six months from now, I could just see that being the thing. We still play Pokemon Go, dropping yeah. lures in front of your business. The fuck is wrong with you, man? <laughs> yeah, but hey, it's I'm surprised how like some people have actually saw the opportunity to do it and kind of smart. Eh? So that's uh, it's kind of playing on. We were talking about that the augmented. Yep. reality thing and that's i guess a new thing that you can do with your phone now where it like superimposes stuff yeah so that one you're on looking at is kind of like uh you would you see like your hot spots or whatnot or your your different uh your points of interest that would be on google maps instead it would be on your kind of your, your camera almost like a street view crazy how like i was talking with uh with my wife about that the other day about how crazy it is where we are now where we're like superimposing things onto screens in front of us almost like they're actually there in yeah. front of us and there's people who are still alive who don't remember or, or can still remember not having television there's still people who don't <laughs> understand that the the first downline on the field on the, the the football game on the t- on tv 
isn't actually there. Isn't. They don't realize that orange line is superimposed, <laughs> so let alone this. There's your augmented reality. <laughs> oh, that, it's, it's crazy, though. Like that, uh, <laughs> I, I've heard that asked. How do they put the line down all the time? And like it's no one's stepping on it or whatever. <laughs> oh, my God, it disappeared. <laughs> it, it moved. So quickly yards. retracted. No, it, it is kind of insane. And to think, like, right now we're looking at this stuff through a phone. Right, yep. and it's—I uh, guess—it's just the most common thing that everybody's carrying with them. But as soon as we stop carrying around phones to communicate, like, like what's the next step? I, th- I guess would be Google Glasses type yeah, of thing, but, or but th- that seemed to have like kind of had its moment. Fizzled right out, yeah. Fizzled, yeah, fizzled out. I don't. Maybe it just wasn't good enough. Yeah, I mean, the, just technology yeah. wasn't good enough to catch on. Well, even like uh, virtual reality now, now it's making a comeback. You see stuff like these. Uh, uh, it looks Sony so clunky, stuff. though. Looks clunky, but remember the old stuff where you'd be in that whole contraption yeah, with yeah. that huge helmet on. That's the thing. That stuff was around long time ago, mid nineties. Yeah, but I and still now, don't see people walking around with those big, massive, clunky. Well, first of all, you wouldn't be able to see anything. But no, but like, it's. Uh, I'm just saying is that that that's now finally coming, making a comeback, and actually is usable and and, and wearable for for like some type of game playing where. 20 years ago, it was just, it was a fad, and you would see it at a, I don't know, like a, a palladium type of thing. It's just, you try it then. Next to that, it wasn't usable. It wasn't actually, like, there's no businesses investing money in it, really. Uh, okay. Now you have guys like Sony investing in it. Uh, so Steam, you think it's just going to, like, get way better. And, and I guess that's kind of the first frontier of it, right, is gaming. Mm-hmm. Gaming. Like, people aren't going to use this shit just to, I guess. Well, was, they're not going to use it outside. What made what what uh, made DVD uh, uh, actually work or become popular? What was the industry that pushed for that? DVD? Don't know. Porn. Uh, porn. Ah, pornography. And who? Okay, now, and, and now we're t- we're seriously lifting a lot of topics from the Joe Rogan podcast. I've been listening to that like yeah? like very. Well, yeah. I have no idea. I, I don't. <laughs> virtual. Listen. Full disclosure. No. Um. Virtual reality porn. That's, yeah. that's crazy. That's, 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 a, that's DVDs. A, Why? Why DVDs? Because you were able to hold more information on it than you could on a VHS or so Betamax. Scenes? You can have more scenes. You can and have and you can skip back and forth. Different stuff, I guess. Pause it better. It doesn't have the weird <laughs> tracking, like weird stuff. So <laughs> tracking. But that that's what that's what pushed that. There's now dedicated channels on some of these uh, adult websites, which are just virtual reality with for these type of uh, goggles. Hey, you can just pull that up if you want to, but uh, <laughs> but no, and you know, this uh, we're gonna attempt to put this on YouTube. <laughs> so these things, uh, uh, these are that industry does has been known to push some of these things uh, in one, one direction into the winning direction. Look at, uh, I believe they were on the Blu-ray bandwagon oh, between yeah. Blu-ray and, H- and, uh, and HD when DVD. They jump, when they put their like, um, was it? Put all their eggs in the in the Blu-ray basket. Yeah, the HD DVD was gone. Yeah, had Microsoft and a few other people on HD DVD, and then you had Apple, Sony, and like and, and like Vivid mm-hmm. on the one side, and, and then all of that died as soon as streaming. Yeah, um, which I think nobody, that's also why it took a while to actually catch on. Anymore. Yeah, I think that's why it took so long to catch on because streaming and some of these uh, digital copies better quality or just as good just as good as soon as they and no physical copy like, exactly wow. exactly and as soon as you could get um what was it uh, a good enough internet connection mm-hmm. to to stream things reliably and the services i i always said that that uh, as soon as they gave uh, as a good service existed not for porn but for <laughs> i don't watch porn jay hey a friend of mine friend of mine does friend of mine a buddy uh no <laughs> for, for movies i i there was always people downloading like torrents and that kind of stuff and I, I always felt like that was such a pain in the ass and i would gladly be willing to pay for reliable yep. quick easy streaming and what they've basically done is they've replicated like the whole blockbuster video experience now through apple like the whatever itunes store yep and netflix and you just basically b- 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 browse through that but wasn't don't you kind of miss that whole blockbuster movie house type of experience? I miss jumbo video well, with just, the popcorn. But just remember, like, it wasn't just going to get a movie. It was an event. Okay, we're going to go, like, you mm. you, you're, you brought a girl over. You guys are going to watch a movie that night on Friday night, Saturday night. I didn't bring any girls over. All right, so you brought your friend, no your, your buddy. 
you and your buddy. Uh, so, okay, let's go. We're going to go get a movie. And all right, and that was part of the event. Part of the night was going to Blockbuster. Going to Blockbuster. Going through the new release aisle. You would meet everyone there. Yeah. Oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're staying in. Oh, us too, obviously. Way more social. Yeah, and yeah. now it's that's gone. It's that was kind of an interesting, like, uh, little I don't know, like world that you would just true, meet people. Eh? It's true that you're getting like everybody's getting sectioned off into yeah. the, like their own little their little houses now. And I know they're trying to like attempt to maintain that kind of social aspect of it by saying, "Oh, you're watching this movie. Rate it. Share it." On, share your your whatever on Facebook. You're still in your house, and you're not making that. That it's not the same. It's not the same. And as much as like, but who knows? Maybe we're just sounding like old people right now. But I I feel like you are getting old. <laughs> the hairline keeps moving. That's that's a straight tell right there. Um, <laughs> as uh, I think it's kind of a shame that like my kids won't get to to do that right. Well, they'll, they'll find new and better ways to... Yeah, they'll have their avatars to have sex with and <laughs> they'll, have, they'll have better things to do. Dad, leave me alone. I'm going to my room. Will it be weird to share the avatar or to I'm use your son's avatar? <laughs> would that be awkward? <laughs> it would not... It, it, it won't be awkward because it won't happen. I don't know. I don't know. You got to draw the line somewhere. Hey. Dad, I get the VR between this time and this time. I know what you do with the VR. <laughs> Stop using my files. <laughs> Christine's mine. Leave her alone. No, but that... that Okay, the, this is the last topic that I'm going to poach from somebody else's podcast. <laughs> but that's, that's a really... Um, that, that's an interesting topic, though, is that, uh, like, virtual sex is... Like, it's just becoming so much more, like, real sex, right? Be, like there's so much more of that, I guess, connection mm. with with whatever video that you're watching or whatever. And um, I guess like people have been speculating about like what kind of problems is that going to cause in people's like traditional relationships, right? If like all you want to do is bang your avatar and not your wife, right? Like, <laughs> like what what what's fidelity? What's infidelity, right? Well, they were no, like Terry uh, Crews. So that would be some pretty funny kind of. That, th- I think that would be a pretty funny problem. Well, there's a story out to about Terry Crews. <laughs> Terry Crews said he has a a a porn addiction, and it's literally like he didn't want to do anything else but just stay at home and look at porn and not have. He didn't want to have sex with his wife, whatever. Just stay at home and Terry Crews, as in like the the big Jack dude. Though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. President. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Camacho. Camacho. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Cheeseburger Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> all the great, all the great all like, the characters, great characters. All the characters. But yeah, no, he had, like, and that's, you know, that dude is literally a G.I. Joe. And he could have, you know, essentially been of anyone he wanted to. If he wanted to be unfaithful, but he just wants to stay home and watch porn. But I wonder why. I wonder what kind of causes that mental kind of addiction to sit at home and click. I don't know. Remember trying to hide magazines at your house when you were a kid? That was tough. Now it's just everywhere, and you don't have to hide anything. It's fun. You don't have to hide anything? Well, I guess it's not really... I, I guess the stigma I'm, I'm hasn't really got, gone away, no. though, right? No. Like, you still have to hide it, but it is everywhere. Yeah. It is. It's everywhere available all the time. Like, you, you wonder how it's not more prevalent. Or, you know, maybe it is, mm-hmm. right? I would assume that it's probably not the easiest statistics to gather, right? <laughs> Uh, well, you, it's, could, you can find, like, stuff online of you'll see these old dudes checking out, like, porn on their phone or, like, on a bus, stuff like that. And it's that's hilarious. Weird. Hilarious. Like, on a, you would tend to think that an older generation would have more of a sensitivity to old like, dudes, and when. Old dudes don't give a shit about anything. That's very Which true. is awesome. If they You're don't care. To be an old dude for oh, that they age. don't care if they stink. They don't care what they're wearing. They, they don't, don't care, care if they make inappropriate comments to young ladies, young ladies or, or ethnic anything. minorities. <laughs> they they say whatever they want. Anything, anything. It's horrible. Well, I mean, it's got to be strangely liberating, but <laughs> <laughs> they're probably losing their shit. Eh? Just like they're losing their mind. I bet you some of them just say crazy fucking. Do you think anyone shit. realize what they're what's going on? They're like, this is hilarious, and they just laugh about it afterwards. Like, I can say whatever I want. No one says a word. It'd be awesome if if you were. I like, wouldn't be surprised if there's must uh, be someone, some of them, some of them are, are all with it. 
they still <laughs> still got their uh, um, their head in order and their fucking <laughs> just just playing us all for fools. I'm having another beer. Sure, I'll take another. All right, uh, same thing or uh, whatever you want to give me. So yeah, uh, all right. So we went from Pokemon Go to uh, <laughs> virtual reality, virtual reality porn. So uh, all right, that's we can uh, shift gears and go to something else if you like. Sure, awesome, great yeah. pod. Hit the metal things with the bottle. Well, what can I say? My etiquette's not that great. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> so uh, I don't. I see. Uh, I have a couple things that I popped up that I thought maybe we could that might lend to a good conversation. Sure. Uh, one of it was. Uh, it was a bit local. Uh, oh, there was so. a uh, one of the articles in the local paper was a uh, cop killer may get full parole. Ooh. So there was uh, back in 1984. Uh, there was a man, uh, Greg. I'm not going to say the name. <laughs> well, it's in, it's in the article. It's <laughs> a it's news article, but whatever. Some some dude. Uh, you know, I guess. Uh, uh, got an altercation and uh, uh, murdered a police officer. Okay. So people are all up at arms saying this guy is uh, might right now he he was denied parole but the parole board wants to speak to him to see you know what if he's getting to the point where we can talk about parole blah blah blah. Okay. So if you pull it up it's Dilly Press. Uh, yeah. So this guy is uh, there you go. Boom. So people are all upset that this guy might get uh, parole. Uh, this happened, he was, he was sentenced in 84. So we're looking at 32 years of, uh, uh, sentencing. Uh, okay. So he served 32 years. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what's, what's your thought? Everyone says this guy should rot in jail and die in jail. Should he be allowed? What's the, first of all, a life sentence. Mm-hmm. Is that the 25 year life sentence? Is that life as in you're there for life? And. Well, has he appealed his sentence? Is it uh, like we have an appeal system for that? Right? Yeah, and you know, hey, what's been going on since? Convicted? Like, there's, there's my how I like officially feel about law and order mm-hmm. reaction, and then there's like how I think that maybe we could have reforms to our legal system, and that's a whole other discussion that's larger than one case, right? But in a case like this, I mean, we have an appeal system, we have laws, and we got to respect them. And if the idea is that we need that this guy was sentenced to life in prison, then I mean, he killed somebody. Uh, I I really don't know the specifics of of this particular case, but what I'm seeing here is like. Mm, well, with a twelve gauge shotgun into a restaurant. Yeah. Fired a single shot at the cop. Okay, so you like just walked in walked and in shot him. him. Yeah. This wasn't like uh it wasn't like vehicle uh, homicide or something yeah, or manslaughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he he this was premeditated. Yeah. Okay. So okay. but well I mean there's um I don't know. I've heard I've heard some like really good uh discussions lately about free will and uh how people like and uh, do you know who Sam Harris is? Do you know? No, okay. In neuroscientist, and uh, I I read one of his books this summer, and like I've been just first of all, I don't read. There's things called TV and movies <laughs> and internet. <laughs> and I don't read anything. You don't read anything. No, super interesting guy. Like, uh, it talks a lot about like uh, ethics, morality, and our own uh, actual ability to influence our own decisions. Like, uh, the more, his position anyways, is the more we start to understand about the brain, the more we realize how we're basically a product of our environment in every instance. Mm -hmm. And everything, when you really get right down to it, you can almost absolve anyone of any, like, Mm -hmm. real free will decision on anything. Mm -hmm. And... um, People who who kind of uh, are against that that position have argued that it's really not constructive to absolve everyone of everything in every moment because it, then you're you know like somebody you could just go out and kill somebody and be like well it's because uh, you know uh, I I didn't have enough breakfast that morning so my internal biology made me susceptible to the influence of whatever well, there's, right there's the Twinkie defense. 
Have you heard about that? <laughs> no. There's actually a thing. We, okay, a thing what's that? Someone's blood sugar was too... What, someone did murder their spouse or whatever, uh, and their excuse was that their sugar was too low, and they did not know what they were doing. They were diabetic, and they went out and murdered their spouse and because... temporary insanity. Well, no. The, their their lawyer attempted to argue the fact that their sugar was too low, and this is not their fault. Please they, tell me they, unsuccessfully. I believe it's unsuccessfully, but it's been known as the... Twinkie defense. The Twinkie defense. Mm-hmm. See, and you know what? That um, is pro- there's probably some merit in the concept of that, meaning that we're we're always just interacting with the environment around us, and what leads us to making decisions is nothing but you know neurons going off in in our head, right? So you know, a guy like Sam Harris's argument is that we don't we're not even there's not actually a little person in our head living there making decisions for us to do shit. We're just always interacting with our environment. And if you would have ate something different, or if you would have been living somewhere differently or talking to somebody differently in a given moment, you would have made, you could have potentially made a different decision and gone left instead of right. And, um, it's uh, in that case, if nobody is actually their own kind of like independent agent, then there's really like no nobody actually makes decisions so why should we throw somebody in jail but there's like the whole society implications of that that aren't really practical yeah well so let's look past the fact that you know doing it is it is it your fault or not let's look Mm -hmm. i my question or my real thought is do we what is jail in our penal system meant to do is it for rehabilitation? Is it put to get people back in, in, sun, in society as a functional member of society? Fair enough. And the argument is, 30 years in jail, has he been rehabilitated? And sh- or do we say too bad for certain acts that are so egregious, we don't let them out? We don't rehabilitate certain acts. Yeah. And, and, that, and is that right? Uh, Should we, no matter what, be trying to rehabilitate anyone and everyone? Well, I think there... <laughs> again that that's probably speaking a little bit outside of my expertise but if i'm going to offer an opinion on that i would say that we'd have to uh maybe uh, inquire about this with people who who study this stuff and and are able to kind of identify um i don't want facts i want opinions <laughs> you I want, want I want opinions. Your, what's your gut feeling no, no, on no, this? My, okay my gut feeling would say that there are certain people <laughs> who we cannot rehabilitate. So to say a blanket statement that we're going to rehabilitate everybody and that's the whole point of every function of our... of our uh, Legal system, legal penal system. system. No, it, it, I, I would say no. But um, to degrees, to say that we, we should be incarcerating as many people as we are now uh, for the length of time we are now, in general, no. For this particular instance, this sounds like a case of somebody like just on the surface, it sounds like the case of somebody who premeditated something. Um, and just the fact that he's disposed to premeditating, killing another human being, you know, is a pretty, like th- th- that's gotta be a marker of some kind of psychological trait. So obviously it need to be evaluated. And so my thought is, all right, so we're saying that we, there's certain actions that will not, uh, lend to being rehabilitated. So yep. too bad we we put him in jail forever. Okay. So then does that is there another question there? Or then does that bring up the fact that whole okay, why do we spend money on these people living forever if we're going to leave them in jail forever because they cannot be rehabilitated? Should there be corporal punishment? Mm-hmm. And so like death penalty. Death penalty. Yeah. So should that so be brought in? We have to house these. Yeah, the house people, and look, they can't be rehabilitated. We decided that these people are not fixable. Or is, are we attempting to fix these people and bring them back to society in some shape or form? And maybe after 25 years to take away their right of being free. Well, that's the ultimate like gray area <laughs> subject, right? No, because if you're going to argue for a death penalty, you have to start off from the premise. Like if you're going to argue for a death penalty, regardless of the situation, Okay, regardless of what comes after that and what you argue, these are the circumstances under which a death penalty is appropriate. You have to start from the premise that it is okay to take a human's life. That 
it's it, and and without that person being a direct threat to you yeah right so it's a it's a it's okay to kill another person without being under the either real or perceived threat of being if i if i'm going to quote stand your ground laws uh real or perceived threat of of your life being in danger yeah. exactly um so I would consider my somebody, myself somebody who doesn't prescribe to that notion that I, I don't think it's okay to take somebody's life unless that person is trying to take mine. Okay, well, my question or argument is that wouldn't that be, let's, let's, we'll stick a bit of uh, some of the legal terms, but like wouldn't, wouldn't keeping someone in jail and taking away that right of freedom forever indefinitely mm-hmm. Would that is that a form of cruel and unusual, unusual punishment? Because you're keeping these people away from society, mm-hmm. away from interaction. So hey, should we should they be in, in solitary the whole time? Uh, so you know we're taking these people away from people. We're not giving them the ability to get better. We're not giving them the the required medical attention that and, and psychological attention that might be able to improve them and get them back into a work working society and function. Well, might so, I say, Jason, that these devil's advocate skills of yours <laughs> are going to get people tuning into this podcast like you would not believe. And they will hate me, that no, guy. That oh, fucking guy, dude. why does he not ever stop asking questions? Yes, but. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yes, I am. It's just improvisational in that, skills. Yes. <laughs> Have you get in the growlings? He's been watching a lot of Whose Lines It Anyway. <laughs> but uh, in, in this particular case... Um, I don't know. I don't know. That that's a really good question, and I would say uh, the debate has to roll on on that. Like it, it's it's something that I I don't think we're ever really gonna master on that front. Search this up. What's that? I got another story for you. You got another story for me. Jeez. Yeah. Content provider. What's it called? Well, take a take a little read. Just pull it up. So this is uh, this just came out. Uh, I saw this release, and I heard this on the uh, on the CBC, the government provided news network, uh, about a this is Daily Press article. Yes. Okay. Uh, we're giving free free ads and free publicity hey, to Daily the Daily Press. Press. Hit us up. Uh, the Northern Separatist Party looking to gain, gain support. support. This My is interesting. Goodness. First of all, I, you know, I, I don't know this guy. Trevor Holiday for calendar. I don't know this individual. I'm his name because he put himself out there. He put but himself he out there. obviously like blanked out. That is the, the funniest thing I see on this, and I can't stop laughing about the <laughs> the the paint <laughs> Some local tools. business that wants nothing to do with this guy. <laughs> so like I this, our, whatever this is, right equip or something or Tormont <laughs> don't want their logo to be put onto this. Makes me just that can't make me, you know, regardless of what you think of whatever else about the photo, that is the funniest part of the photo. And yeah, I that can't, is, that is funny. I don't even know what he stands for. I just think the I, I he's got my vote. It's, it's you, you're gonna use paint in that <laughs> in, in that fashion. Hey, I, I gotta read. And this. is he on a bus? It sounds like it looks like it. He might be driving a bus, maybe. <laughs> oh, that, case, that, why is he taking that might be it. That, I think I see. Selfies? I think I see a, a handle of a, a seat behind him, so he might be a bus driver. Be. If he's if he's driving hey, a bus, he good, should not be good taking man. pictures. Good man. Anyways. Is he driving or is he parked? <laughs> yeah, That's the question. <laughs> While a decades-old separatist party has been recently revived with a new name and new leader, its platform remains the same, giving the people of Northern Ontario a voice at Queen's Park. Trevor Holiday of North Bay has been voted in as the official party leader for the newly rebranded Northern Ontario Party nope. early this year. Nope. That's the abbreviation of it. Nope. <laughs> nope. First of all, it's strike nop. Strike one. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's good. That's actually pretty funny. Uh, earlier this year, Holiday launched an online petition calling for Northern Ontario to become its own province. When more than 4,000 supporters backed his position, he decided to take things one step further and register with <laughs> register the nope <laughs> with Elections Ontario at the end of last month. Okay, I'm laughing, but only because I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> we <laughs> might, this particular we, we ridiculous. might be on the same, pa- uh, same page on this issue. Like Usually we For are lunch? kind of uh, 
we are differing uh, uh, perspective. I might have a different reasoning why. I got I, I get too much of a tea party vibe here from yeah. this kind of stuff. And and uh, you know what? And I I'm not saying that from uh, a sense of like. Uh, uh, I'm not trying to say that there's any kind of like racism or um, oh, but there is classism or anything like that. No, uh, I'm what, kidding, what I'm, I'm what, what I'm what I'm seeing here or what I'm getting a vibe from on this is that uh, these are people with unrealistic expectations and um, not really a good understanding of not not necessarily how things work because things don't have to work the way they work all the time, but don't have a good understanding of the facts or the goods, the, the current situation. But I'm saying that uh, that that's a complete presumption. I have not listened to any of this stuff, but I'm just getting that, that kind of vibe and feeling. So, uh, you read the article, yep. right? And, uh, so essentially, uh, one, one part of the, uh, art, one, one part of the, oh, so they want to separate, uh, one, one of their party issues or, or political issues is, right. uh, Essentially, raw resources extracted from the area should be pr- uh, produced and refined in the area, which, you know, it's that's an argument to be had. Uh, it kind of flies in the face of some of some other uh, type of theories. Okay. Uh, and it's also kind of just better representation. He wants better representation within the area for Northern Ontario. Uh, and their idea is that if they got all 11 ridings across the north, they'd be a political force to be reckoned with. Okay. Here's the issue I see with this. Okay. And I'm actually going to take a stand. I think this is... I'm not going to be devil's advocate. I will say what I agree or don't agree okay, with. Okay, sure. I don't agree. This is a way to go. One reason is you get... First of all, getting all 11 seats, kind of tough. You get all 11 seats. You are now... No matter what, you would be a minority party. Uh, do you have the ability to call for an, a, a referendum to even get a seat? Or get a get a to vote separate. to separate. If you do, or if you don't, let's say you get all of seats and you're 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 in parliament, you're or whatever, the legislature. You are automatically a minority party. You have to hope it's a minority government, so you can maybe be that balance of power if mm-hmm. someone else doesn't take it. And first of all, the all right, let's let's close off the borders. Let's uh, become our own our own separate entity, so we can keep everything here. We are a very small population exactly. with infrastructure being spread across a such a large area. It is tough. And we, a lot of people like say, oh, the money made in this area in Northern Ontario outweighs what we receive oh, from Christ, province. No, no we Not receive even. much more from, from Southern Ontario than we put in. Mm-hmm. So just population wise, like the, the amount of money that comes from the province uh, like there, there's no way. I I think a lot of people like to think that they yep. like to think that, and uh, you know, it's not to say that the north doesn't make its contributions to the province. We absolutely do. Like um, uh, power generation. Um, Mi- lot, oh, the mines. They make much money. But of course, what do you think makes more money? Mining or the banking services in yeah, in central Ontario? No, it's, that is cr- even a crazy amount of money. And you, you know, know that's that, that could be a problem in it problem in itself you know that's another discussion that talking about you know how how much banks are part of the economy now but it's uh, it's the reality of what we live in and i you know as much as i can sympathize with somebody who feels alienated in northern ontario from our current government in in southern ontario uh i i really don't see that as being the solution um I, I think it's getting effective voices. Yeah, in, uh, effective voices. And people. I do think if you have a party, let's say the uh, current party who is kind of uh, uh, controlling, mo- not who's representing most of the North. There's one party NDP. right now is NEP. Let's, you can you say liberal, you can say whatever else. Okay. I think the best way for that, for the North to get a, get a voice, first of all, is have a party that com- be a party that has a possibility to be in power. Uh, that would be, and I would say, any of the big three. Uh, the fringe groups, unfortunately. Unfortunately, the nope is not going to have... Uh, it, it, it's not going to be uh, uh, breeding the next premier. Especially when... Not, not anytime soon. You're only going to have it in 11 ridings and no other ridings. Mm-hmm. So that makes it kind of difficult. Uh, 
the best way to do it is have one of these parties that can win. And if you have 11 seats that are representing the entire North, if you have a, a majority government, which is only ahead by 10 seats or 11 seats, that Northern block, that Northern caucus has extreme power at that point because oh, their void, their voice uh, or dissension or whatever can lead to much more uh, uh, policy being made to, that would benefit Northern Ontario or rural ridings. Yeah, but I, I still like I, I think people are are kind of falling into this this trap, and I don't know. I'm going to try not to sound like a conspiracy theorist right now, but <laughs> this idea that we're Northern Ontarians and we're fighting Southern Ontarians, like like don't get me wrong, I'm not like. Um, I do think we're different in in certain ways, mm-hmm. and you know and the lifestyle is different, and and you know the attitude towards certain things is different. But there's still like people just like us, and there are Ontarians just like us. And the the idea that we're going to f- try to formulate this kind of strategy to take back what's ours because we've been systematically abused and blah blah blah. Like the problem is not the people of Southern Ontario, not. Like, like, what's what's the end goal for a political party like this? Is it to have policies that are beneficial to the people of the north and detrimental to the people of the south? Yeah, like, yep. It, no. And I know what and, you're saying. Yeah, and I and agree. maybe, like, I I have a hard time disagreeing with the fact that maybe uh, policies, current policies, have been detrimental to uh, people of northern Ontario, but. I have a hard time necessarily saying that they've been extremely beneficial to people of Southern Ontario. Yeah, very great. Like, <laughs> and and, you know? and and they they haven't been made for the strict reason to alienate or or benefit one over the other. They've been no. saying, "Hey, we're doing this because no. of this reason." I don't like. Uh, I don't agree with a lot. I think of there are made. ideological reasons. Like our our current like liberal government, I think it's it, it's got an ide- ideological standpoint that it's it's clinging to. Yep. And uh, is it wrong? Is it right? You know, that's, well, that's it depends a debate. where you fall yep. on the spectrum, right? And yep. uh, if if it matches your ideology, then of course you're going to think they're they're making all the right moves. Um, I think there's a lot of people around here that don't necessarily subscribe to an ideology mm-hmm. and they just see the negative effects that it has on their lives and automatically oppose it. You know, I, I don't disagree. I, I don't necessarily think that any, um, that, that there's no gain without pain, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you do need some pain, but when you feel like you're the only people feeling the pain and for some reason you, you feel like other people in other parts of the province aren't feeling that pain, mm-hmm. It's easy to fall into one of these situations where you're like, well, we're going to separate and we're just going to manage ourselves and we're going to live in our own little community and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, when we run out of money, we'll figure something out. (laughs) Well, I find the thing interesting about this, it seems to be a larger, uh, I'll say movement or larger uh, trend. You're seeing a lot more of this isolationist, protectionist type of ideologies. You look at the states with, you know, good old Trump. Uh, we're going to close the border. We're going to get rid of all these free trade deals. We're going to do everything in-house. Uh, you're seeing this, you know, just pushing across the board, like, you know, uh, getting rid of, of, you know, trade deals, which, you know, you can argue benefit, don't benefit in whatever direction you want to go in, depending on what industry you want to. Mm-hmm. But you're seeing a lot of, and you look in Europe, you know, close the borders, Brexit, all this stuff. It's this new isolationist idea like why is this happening is this a backlash to something like what what is this in response to like i don't it's it just seems well i i think that people who are traditionally placed on the left would say that this is a reaction to the rhetoric of right-wing politicians i think they're people who say that aren't giving people who who subscribe to these kind of policies like the brexit and that they're not giving them enough credit uh, or for their own depth of thought and ability to kind of reason sure there's all those like memes and people we've seen videos of online that don't they don't know what the fuck brexit was and yeah. people were like they voted for it and then they didn't know yeah. you know that you see that kind of shit 
But I, I think overall, the general population, may, you know, call me naive, but I feel like they have a little bit more intuition than that and can, uh, okay, there's a big vote coming up. Uh, I'll get informed and I'll make uh, I'll make a decision based on you know what I've but what, what I've learned. What's this current push and this this trend of uh, moving moving to this isolationist side, which which isolationist like policies have been proven to be very short-sighted, very bad and detrimental. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And and I think it, it might be the the pendulum swinging right. Like I I think what ends up happening is that you you might swing to to one side too much, and then you end up with. Um, it's a correction go to the other direction. Yeah, yeah, and it's an overcorrection, mm-hmm. right? Or, or at least it might seem like an overcorrection. I, I've always said this that we, you know, we elect governments and we just kind of sway from a middle line and we go back and forth, back and forth. And sometimes we sway pretty far and then we sway pretty far the other way. Uh, but we're all we're always moving in the same direction. And what seems to be a constant is things like, you know, progress and for a good portion of history, a rising um, standard of living overall in the world. Um, That to me would be a bigger concern, right? Is the idea that we've always been kind of moving right and left, but we're always kind of going upwards. Yeah. Right. Whereas now it seems like that upward trend is kind of leveling off off. and and maybe it's fueling more back and forth, back and forth because everybody's got like everybody sees this, right? The the Mm -hmm. plateauing of of standard of living wages, things like that. And um, people got different solutions and the solutions have to be more and more extreme the more the problem becomes apparent, right? So uh, maybe that's what's going on. Right, people feel more and more desperate, so they cling to more and more extreme ideologies mm-hmm. and policies. Um, I don't know; it's a sign of the times, I guess. I don't know. Just it seems like it's, and I maybe it's just my naivety, naivete, naivety, naivete, naivete. Naivete. Those are difficult words. Yeah, you're asking the Frenchman to, to pr- pronounce the stuff. <laughs> the two of us, I don't think, are are the the best uh, linguists in the uh, in the area. <laughs> no, anyways, not at all. Uh, it just seems scary. Just the idea that we there's this huge push, and I off unfortunately because of this isolation stuff, you then have you know these. It's not that this lends to certain type of people, like you know bigots or racist people but i think that those those policies have always been within those type of groups they've always wanted to be they've always been isolationist so a lot of people connect that to the two does not that mean that people who are who want these type policies are bigots racist whatever not Mm -hmm. i just think that unfortunately it's there 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 is a connection or not a connection but there's a a relation there so people look i people get afraid by it and i think that's why i get kind of nervous it's like oh dear lord like this is what you know this is what someone who would be a card-carrying clan member would be into. So it kind of it freaks you out. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thing to say, though, because that's, that's really um, an important thing to realize because as these things get more and more extreme and people more or less start to pick sides, I think it's important to realize that people can make certain points or... Um, hold certain beliefs or, or push toward, how can I say it? Like, um, push more towards, um, an ideology that you might not necessarily agree with and not subscribe to everything that, that the same people are saying. Like I could say the same thing as Donald Trump said today and not necessarily be Donald Trump. All right, so you're saying you can say the same thing that Donald Trump said today. So what, today, what did he say today? Today he said... Oh, please entertain us with this. Today, Donald Trump... And so we're, we just go back and forth on issues, which is hmm. awesome. And this is what this is about. That's what you can expect from this. Yes. Uh, so his quote is, Hillary wants to abolish, essentially abolish the Second Amendment. By the abolish. way, if she gets to pick, if she gets to pick her judges, nothing you can do, folks. Although the Second Amendment people may be... There is, I don't know. So, he's like, saying, nothing that's, you can that's do. exactly the word. But you Second Amendment people, maybe there's something you can do. 
So you people all about gun rights, maybe there's something you can do. <laughs> so the argument is, is he literally calling for somebody to shoot Hillary for these people to deal? Which is insane. And like, uh, it's insane. How this guy has well, you know, how is he even like? Is how he is saying words anymore? Uh, well, like, I gotta say, luckily, right now in the polls, he's more than ten points behind, which is the biggest gap there's ever been. Yeah. Like, even uh, the trouncing that Romney see, and McCain got were only three points see, behind. Some, some part of me, because, okay, Donald Trump's a grade A moron. And, well, okay, you know what? He is the Republican nominee for president. So, uh, there's got to be some kind of genius going on in there. Something. Mad he, he figures, Yeah, he some figured guy. something out. He, yeah, some type of savant or exactly. something. Exactly. He was able to tap into something. And anyways, he says shit that just fucking crazy. Um, Hillary Clinton's no saint. I think this is going to be the most cynical election that the States has had in, in well, my lifetime anyways. And it, it's going to be entertaining to watch as a Canadian. Uh, Scary to watch. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be scary to watch because, like, I I think that uh, you know either candidate is, but it's never. I think either candidate in many elections have never been. Uh, they've never really promised, or they've promised a lot and never really done much. Delivered, it's never yeah. like um, a lot of people will consider the the Obama pres- presidency a huge disappointment because there was a huge level of expectation and really but. Not, not an insane amount, but but what I'm saying is that uh, it's uh, and again, not to sound trying not to sound like a conspiracy theorist. It would it would really really be the best satisfaction ever if I if we found out somewhere down the line, forty, fifty, sixty years ago, that there was a secret agreement between that, the two to- that they were going to make Hillary Clinton president. By by somehow getting Donald Trump by a devolved to, vote. Oh, like just, just, <laughs> him well, just just throwing the whole thing. What I can't understand is this huge backlash against Clinton. Okay, we're saying we talk about okay uh, Benghazi. How much does the Secretary of State really have to do with the policy? With stuff with Benghazi. No, no, no. And then we talk about email stuff. No, All right, I, I has personal you know personal email server. Let's talk, you know, all right, there's a talk of maybe being stupid of holding on to confidential stuff, which, all right, that's the, that's, that's going to be an issue, but is it, you know, is this, this is the worst candidate ever? This no, person no, 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 has no. insane credentials and, you know, whatever, Yale, Yale, Harvard freaking graduate, yeah, uh, super intelligent, still, she is still 100%, has been in the room. 100%, 100% the uh, embodiment of the status quo. Yeah, that's the thing. Status quo. She is a status quo. And if people wh- who believe there is a problem in politics, which it appears that much of the world thinks there is, well, at least at least a portion of the Republican base believes so right now. The Republican base and the Democratic base. Like, look at all the support Bernie Sanders got. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I could see. So, like, it, it would be an. Um, what was it? I read an article by Chris Hedges not long ago, and he was talking about how uh, Bernie Sanders, what he should have done instead of endorsed Clinton, was to walk out of the Democratic convention and start a third party. And he would have been able to... And uh, the oh. argument being that he would have split the vote. Yeah, he would have gave it to the Republicans. But... <sighs> Because it, it he, almost seems like he could have tapped into that frustration too. What? What? You know what? Where, where the split is is not on the Democratic side. Where the split was is among the, the frustrated American vote, and half went yeah. to Donald Trump and half went to Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. and which is insane to think, right? Because you'd think they're like completely yeah. opposite uh, sides of the spectrum, but they're all dealing like the people who are supporting these people are frustrated yeah. Americans. They, they're just sick and tired of the status quo. And what are they going to get? What is everybody going to get? Hillary Clinton, the status yeah. quo. Yeah. But <laughs> she's not, like, again, not, not going to blow up the world like Donald Trump might. But she's 100% the status quo and 100% what people don't want. Well, what some people don't want. Well, 1% well, of the population. Good, a good percentage don't want. If you count all the people who will, like... I have a feeling this is going to be the lowest turnout. Like, but who who wins elections? Sorry, now it's people who vote, voters. Yeah. 
yeah. people who actually go out. And unfortunately, mm. a lot of these, or I, this is my personal belief, a lot of these people who are these, uh, uh, you know, obviously fly by night uh, political activists who just, you know, are really into this one thing right now. They don't, they don't come out and vote. Really? And if people who are these loud descendants. Dissidents. Dissidents. Uh, Dissidents would be a completely different thing. Dissidents come out. Great band. They they tend to lose out. All these people who are going out to these Trump rallies, they're not all going to vote. They're going to go out and say, yell, yell, yell. Then when it comes time to vote, they're just going to sit around and do nothing. Look at every election. Look at every election. You hear people bitch about anything. Local, provincial. They will bitch about, oh, we got to do this, we got to do that. And then when it comes to votes, like, oh, well, I was kind of busy. I had something to do. Like, you had a family barbecue. Like, you can go to the local church or the local school that it's holding the vote. Yeah. It takes literally five minutes. People, drives people me nuts. really do need to vote. Like, I, that's I, so fucked up. I like, ran for municipal, municipal freaking uh, politics, and I, I had family members who couldn't make it out to vote because of whatever reason. You know what? Even if you were... And, and, and I guess this is why I would prefer to have... Like, that's why I like having... Um, well, living in Canada, we don't have a two-party system. We yeah. have like multi, yeah. And and you can you can even go vote and register your vote as a protest vote. Yeah, vote for a party that's not going to win. Yeah. You know, if if you think all the parties are fucked, then you know, vote your conscience, yeah. your conscience, and re- at least though demonstrate that. Because what's ha- what happens at the very like. I, I don't know. Like uh, you're probably more uh, in tune with with this, having worked with Jill and um, what? Charlie. Yeah. Like the would they tell you that how you get shit done or how you exert your influence is you you have to demonstrate that this is what the people want. So like if do they like does it make a difference when somebody calls their MP or their MPP? Or sends letters if enough people do that. Well, I think one 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 thing. I'm not sure if I'm going to answer exactly what you want want me to answer. But one thing I I'll give an example is uh uh Bisson, and this came up in the last election. It was brought up by uh, one of his uh, competitors. Okay. Oh, sorry, I got the beer burps. You want another one? Might as well. Okay. Uh, so one of one of the things was, oh, he signed on a letter saying that these people wanted to uh, uh, get get rid of the spring bear hunt. Enough of these people had signed a petition. They brought it to him. And it was enough. You know, it was X amount of hundreds of people who voted, we want to get rid of the spring bear hunt for whatever whatever social or ecological issues there were. Sure. And he brought it up. He's you know, put his name on it and saying that I'm going to, I'll bring it to Queen's Park. I will bring your voice and your, your, your issue to Queen's Park. He brought it. He voted against the Spring Bear Hunt, but he brought it and he said, I support what these people, I support the, the bringing this forward. Sorry, he voted against the Spring. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't want the Spring Bear Hunt, uh, the elimination of Spring Bear Hunt. Sorry. Okay, he, he didn't voted want the, against the elimination. The elimination. As, far, as far as I recall. And okay. this is just me trying to recall the, the, uh, the facts. Yeah. So facts. He, we want to What is that? So, but he brought... And this, you know, uh, he is a northerner at heart, uh, outdoors guy, all the stuff, hunter. Mm-hmm. And he, br- because enough people wanted this be brought forward, uh, brought forward to Queens Park, he brought it forward and he said it in Queens Park. He's, he's, he put it on the agenda. He spoke what these people want this, blah, blah, blah. And he, he gave their point of view. That, I believe, is what a, a member of any house must do, regardless if that's what you believe or not. If your people push that. Uh, but does it affect anything? Well, I think we still have a trusteeship type of government where yeah. you trust this person to make the right decision. I believe he attempted to make the right decision. Was it right? Was it, mm. was it not? I guess it depends what side of the of that argument you're on. I believe it. We w- talked about this on the B side. Yes, on the B side. <laughs> on the B the B side, the deep cuts. But I believe side. he did. Uh, I believe he. he uh, you know, I. Well, I guess it all depends how you know. First of all, when it comes to like stuff like spring bear hunt, is it is it when you 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 go hunting or is it the amount of tags you give out? Anyways, that's that's a whole different debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I do think it. So you're you're asking, does it help to contact like, your your representation do you, as a personal person? So if you call your representation, and say, hey, this is my issue. 
I think as a one person, I don't think your voice is loud enough. I think it has to be a group. And it, the thing about it's petitions, petition. Like yeah, yeah, I think that's what has to be because you bring that forward, and hey, if there's enough people who think this, then it gets brought up. Then from there, it gains traction. Blah blah blah. I think that's what needs to be. I don't. One voice is not enough. It's it's a group of voice. It's not the weak twig. It's the mighty faggot that is strong together. <laughs> the weak, not the weak twig. The mighty faggot. Yes. Okay. What's a faggot? You never watched. That's from Simpsons. It's uh, a, a bundle of twigs wrapped together. It's called a faggot. Really? Yes. Mm. I think Marnin mentions that in Simpsons. Really? Yes. I, I, I think he gets beat up immediately after <laughs> saying that. But yeah. Simpsons with their gay bashing. Hey, something. <laughs> Anyways, um, no, that that's interesting to know though because uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who think, you know, I'm I'm going to call my MP. And he's going to make a difference. He's going to, you know, fix this problem for me. Uh, like they're the ones who tell the cops what to do. And yeah. it's, I, I don't know. It's a, it, it, frustrating to say the least when you feel like you, you don't really have any influence. And that's where people say things like, oh, I thought we lived in a democracy. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, looks like we've been talking for just over an hour. So you want to shut her down? It might as well. So I think that was a, a good attempt. I uh, think so too. Yeah, I uh, looking forward. I hope you had the camera on this time. Uh, I did actually put that on. Uh, but no, I think this uh, this is decent. I think we can uh, start looking at uh, our next one as maybe having maybe have someone sit down with us, chat yeah, with us. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be looking to have guests, and um, if uh, anybody's interested in uh, in reaching out to us to be our guest on the show. <laughs> Or anything like that. Uh, I mean, feel free to hit us up on uh, Facebook. You got uh, Jason Boissonneau and Corey McGee. And uh, yeah, should be fun. Anyways, uh, you want to sign off? I don't have a, uh, a sign off developed yet. You had a yet. sign on, but not yeah. a sign off. Oh, do we even have a sign? I didn't know if I even you had did. a sign you on. You did the Howard Stern thing. Well, no, I gotta, you can't imitate. You have to do your own. But I don't think I have a sign off. But, uh, you know, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. And uh, thank you very much. Yeah.